Hey guys, uh, welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, episode 14. How are hey, you? Hey, I'm doing great, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Um, awesome chat, chat last, last night. Yeah. yeah. Absolute yeah. Warriors legend. Did, didn't he have some great stories? Mate, very, yeah, he did. Very well spoken, articulate, very honest, and very respectful about his time at the club. Um, yeah, yeah, that was great to hear. And, and the injuries. Me, yeah, for me personally, though, bro, I'm, I'm and I, I know we say it every week, but I'm just truly humbled by, you know, the access we're afforded by, you know, current and former uh, warriors alike. Um, mm. You know, we're very, very lucky uh, that you know they support the show and come on and chat to us, and you know, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just truly humbling uh, that these guys, you know, give up their time to come and chat to us. I think. It sure is. And yeah, as we said, we always get some great stories, always learn something different about our beloved Warriors and about the golden errors that these guys played through. So um, yeah, no, great to, great to chat. Yeah, it's always, it's a, it's a great learning curve for us too, isn't it? Because we get, we get a great insight into, you know, a few things that, you know, we think we know the answers to, or we yes. think we know what goes on and, you know, it's completely the opposite. And um, yeah, so Hey to Stevie Williams, who's joined us. Matty Loader's on. How are you, bro? Hey, guys. Uh, Sam Tataika. Uh, cheers, the boys tuning in from Queensland Townsville. Up the mighty Vodafone Warriors. Well, bro, cheers. Awesome. Hopefully oh, we can mate. get a win over over your... Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> I was going to say your countrymen, but then I'm like, Townsville, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mum's joined in. Hey, Mum, how are you? Brady Inger's joined in. How are you? Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get straight stuck we'll get stuck straight into the round seven review. Yeah, sorry, a bit tongue tied there. Yeah, against the storm at Amy Park. So the Anzac round, I mean, it's always so important to the NRL. It's it's one date that you kind of circle every year every year, and um it's always a big game up against the Melbourne Storm. Um we don't have a great record in these games, unfortunately, not having won there since twenty fourteen which does seem like a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, but the Storm do a wonderful job of putting on like a, a great spectacle um, full of respect and honour and the blackout as, as they walk out and everything with the spotlights is always real breathtaking. And it's always, you know, just just in, uh, this yeah, hair standing up on the back of your neck, you know, with, with the anthems and the last post and that kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's an awesome experience. I've been fortunate enough to attend an Anzac game in Melbourne. Um, and although we didn't win that that season either, it was it still remains a massive highlight for me. It was mm. just it's just as a Warriors supporter, it's just one thing you've really got to get to um, because it is so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? So respectful of how they mm. how they do it all, and the fact that it's the only game played at night on that Anzac round too. It's just they yes. black out the stadium. They've got the spotlight on the on the bugler. It's yeah. It's, it's the the logos up on the grandstand and everything, yep. and the yep. pitch, the lasers. Yeah, and, and it's just complete silence um, mm. that time, and it's it's an eerie uh, feeling, but it's it's something that everyone, every Warriors fan, should really uh, experience. But mm. um, yeah, heading into this game, we have a ridiculous amount of injuries. Um, we lost Torhu before kickoff. Mm. which was a big blow. Uh, he failed his HIA protocols. And um, the other one too is we nearly lost Roger before kickoff. Not, not a lot of people realised he... This was an interesting story, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He um, he dislocated his finger during the warm-up, uh, taking a bomb, uh, kind of knocked his finger, 
the finger dislocated and actually pierced his skin. So there was a laceration as well. Uh, and Kane Evans said that it was one of those injuries that um, most people, 99% of players wouldn't have played. But Roger was like, he put his finger back in himself. He went into the dressing room. He had to change jerseys because this was uh, covered in blood. And um, they taped him up. And he basically said, you know, like, no, I'm, I'm right to play. Uh, I'm not going to miss a minute of football this season if I don't have to. So um, just goes to show the calibre of the man, really, doesn't it? Absolutely. The man is truly a warrior and a leader. Yep. Um, so he refused to be ruled out. And having the injury treated just prior to kickoff. So, you know as you said, got it taped up. Let's get on with the job. Um, and then he was, he was moved out into the wing, um, which was, you know, a selfless act to allow young Reese Walsh to make his debut. So remember that name, Reese Walsh, yeah. <laughs> because we're going to be talking a fair bit about him tonight. Yep. And um, we're going to get into a bit later, but Jesus, it's hard not to get excited about that, right. about him. But um, also, also let's not forget Rocco Berry was named to debut in the centers. Yep. Um, and there are a number of other changes that saw the makeup of the, the original uh, 17 named last Tuesday. It was a very different team that actually ran out there on Amy Park. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm just reading some of the comments. Maddie Loder's shouting out, stuff the storm, name and shame the ref in the bunker, and then in big capital letters, out him, out him, out him. Out him. <laughs> Mate, what, yeah, I don't know what do you really was. think there, Matt? <laughs> I, I don't know who it was. I'm, I'm hoping for his sake it wasn't Henry Perinara. <laughs> oh, oh no i oh, know um yeah but back to the game um yeah after that that pre-game ceremony which included the last post and uh, both the australian and new zealand national anthems the game got underway um as expected first couple of sets by both teams were pretty similar in control uh but then melbourne scored some very early points with a mm. try um to george jennings which was just basically um, some poor defensive reads, particularly on Jerome Hughes, yeah. uh, that allowed them to get that that soft try. Unfortunately, a bit of a story of the of the first half, anyway. Yeah, um, missing tackles on Jerome Hughes, but we hit back almost straight away though, which was the pleasing sign with a great face yep. ball from uh, Joshy Curran out to yeah. Ken, who um, yep. went over in the corner there. Um, so yeah, it was a good hit back. Um, then. Points, points after mis- uh, mistakes after points, I should say, are becoming a bit of an issue. Like there's been a few games this year where we've kind of committed that cardinal sin. They say it's a cardinal sin because you really want to, you know, make sure that the next set after points is a strong one. So we've we've been guilty of that in a few for a few games. Yeah. Um, Ken has the ball stripped by uh, by old hectic cheese. Oh uh, yeah, and, Brandon Smith. Yeah, yeah Brandon Smith. For, those who don't know. And um, yeah, there, there was some good defense there that we were able to keep them out, keep them at bay and sort of protect our line. So at this point, it was it was looking okay. I mean, we get it back to 6-4. So um, yeah, there was some there was some reasonable, reasonably good early signs. Yeah. Um, I think not long after that, a couple of sets or the next set later, um, Cody puts up a, a bomb. Mm. Curran chases through and puts pressure on George Jennings, forcing a mistake and somehow... The ref deemed it a dangerous tackle, or the bunker deemed it a dangerous tackle, and Curran sent the Simbin for ten minutes. Now, I'm just noticing Richie Morgan. Hey, Rich, how are you, bud? Uh, hey, so Rich. Brian Norrie was in the. That's right, former Melbourne Melbourne Storm player. Yes, that's, Brian Norrie. That's ridiculous. That, Conflict know, like, of interest, much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. 
I mean, looking at the video replay, replay it's clear to see Curran makes absolutely no contact with Jennings's head. Um, I think when they slowed it down, his head was like out to the side. It was yeah. just upper body hitting his upper body. And if anything, it was probably Ken's shoulder that came in contact with That's what I was Curran's thinking. Head. Yeah, he was, he was um, probably more in effect of that injury. Mate, uh, it was the wrong call. Uh, and it was a very costly call for us because I think that was the the main turning point of the game. Uh, going, you know, playing Melbourne at Melbourne is always a hard task, but playing oh, yeah. Melbourne at Melbourne, one man down. Uh, it, it you you need a lot to go right to beat them, don't you? Yeah. And, and you can you can definitely do without being a man down for ten minutes. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, yeah, Jennings went on to fail his HIA, and for yeah. the third game this round, funnily enough, we're here thinking, oh, this will probably be a once a season thing. Yeah, eighteenth man is activated, so yeah. if the Third game this round, we got the 18th man in place. And they're going, oh, seriously? <laughs> so, so playing a uh, a player down, obviously we're under pressure. Um, Reese Walsh showed a few times that he's very cool. Uh, got a got a, probably an old head on his on his shoulders there, a more experienced head on his shoulders, I should say. Particularly under pressure from Melbourne kick, and uh, when Remus Smith was chasing through, and he had the composure to basically just shadow that one. Over the, the, sort of the yeah, touch, yeah. touching goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was very encouraging signs from the from the young fella. Yeah, he's very analytical head on his shoulders. I think you know he analytical is, head. Yeah, you know, yeah for, he, for a guy eighteen years old playing his first game of footy, he just he didn't look over. Um, he, he didn't at all, and he wasn't afraid to try things, was he? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, Merch came up with a good try saver on Nico Hines. Mm, great tackle, uh, also. But you know, I mean the. I think with so much ball in our half during that 10-minute period with Curran in the bin, it was inevitable that the Storm mm. would score points. And Kafusi was the first one for him. Um, you know, off a offload next to the post, scores Melbourne Elite in 12-4. And, yeah, it's pretty... And that's, yeah, I, mm. I had that that feeling of dread and doom come over me at that point. Oh, I did too, basically because of the ease of the try. Yeah. Um, and a few sets later... Yeah, RTS made a very uncharacteristic mistake on tackle two and Melbourne get the ball back. And, um, you know, it results in Melbourne having seven straight sets on our line and they score two more tries. Uh, the first one's a Nico Hines and then Remus Smith um, of the back-to-back sets for a 20 points to four lead. Yeah. And, yeah, some, some of those tries just came way too easily, particularly the Remus Smith tries. Yeah, one one thing I noticed is that they the Warriors just looked exhausted mm. from the number of sets that they had to defensive sets that they had to endure. Um, and I remember like sitting there watching it, thinking that we got zero line speed. Um, mm. The Storm were able to run like ten meters on every play before they got to our defensive line. Yeah. Um, so you know we're gifting them at least ten meters a play, and mate, you know that that alone just enabled them to march upfield and. Uh, I think it was Remus Smith scored his second try um, mm. after some soft, another soft uh, contact penalty awarded to Melbourne. Mm, yeah, I mean we we had we had pretty much no ball up our end of the field, it, it, like up up the other end of the field, and we 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 got one opportunity and scored, scored, but then just couldn't get up there again. And as you said, we were just constantly under pressure. Yeah, that's just right, constantly. Yeah, so Reese Walsh continued to impress and, you know, as we said before, handling the pressure very well. So he showed glimpses of his speed when he chased through that Cody uh, kick late in the half, but he got penalised for being like for being in front of the kicker 
in another tough call against the Warriors, we'll, we'll say. Uh, replays, you know, weren't great, but um, that's all Melbourne take a 26 points to four lead into halftime. And, you know, we had it all to do. The thing that got me with that call was that that was from checking himself. That wasn't a bunker call or anything like that. It and seemed very hasty, didn't it? It, it mm. seemed extremely hasty. Um, considering, I think it was the night before in the Cowboys game where they put a kick through. Yes, and, that's right. Um, it's his foot. O'Neal yeah. was deemed yep. onside, wasn't he? They awarded that try and he, you could see that he was he had one foot in front of the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't even sent upstairs. I mean, it wasn't a try anyway. Um but that could have been our ball instead of Melbourne ball. Yeah. Uh, at that point in time, and you know, on their line, and it showed later in the game that, you know, when we got opportunities down there, we were able to get points. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, hey to Nick McKercher, and hey, hey to Nick. Keith TK. Uh, TK should be a good crowd Man. this Sunday, both sides of the ditch. Yeah, it should be, bro. With yeah. that uh, pitch party happening at Mount Smart, that's going to be awesome. Um. Yeah, the second half, we came out fighting. Uh, BMM forced uh, a rare Melbourne mistake through some really brutal defence. Mm. And then off that set of six, he backed that up uh, with a try next to the post. Um, after some great play from Reese Walsh, jumping in at that first receiver and, you know, troubling the storm defence in the lead up to the try. Perfect start to the second half, wasn't it? It's exactly what we it was, needed. was, but it seemed to me, and again, maybe I'm looking at it through one-eyed Warriors glasses, but it seemed to me that every time we put pressure on the storm, check and seemed to gift them a get out of jail card, mm. like a, a late called penalties. You know, it was mm. it wasn't even a penalty at the at the time. Um, it was kind yeah, of, you know, yeah, late called penalties. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. true Cody leaving next year to uh, for family reasons? Um, rumors at this stage. Yeah, no, I think. I think- I think those rumours might be coming out of uh, a Broncos uh, HQ online forum. So who knows? We know that Cody does have a player uh, player option, player option in his favour. So yeah, in his favour, it'll be up yes. to him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, despite the the good starts of the second half, uh, Melbourne, as you said, on the back of some. Uh, some nice work from Matt Chekin. Yep. Get up the other end of the field. And Justin Ollum barges over for a try, mate. That guy just looks hard to stop, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just does. looks like concrete. Um, and then a rare mistake from the kickoff sees us with the ball in the Melbourne 20-meter zone. So Cody threads the needle, uh, gets the grubber into the in goal area. Montoya comes to him, looks to have scored, and it's awarded on ground. And I just had this feeling. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I bet you he, does, he hasn't grounded this. It, yeah. Even in the initial replays, it looked all right. But, uh, of course, they go back and look at I even think – I think maybe Storm might have even captains challenged that, like, straight up because he did look at it immediately. Because yeah. normally, if he awards it, um, it just goes on for a little bit. And then if the bunker then sees something – sees an issue with it, then they intervene and they blow time off. But he – I think Melbourne must have challenged that directly um and yeah so they had a look at it and unfortunately <laughs> my worst fears were realized and he did not uh, cleanly ground the ball no i suppose uh, as i said the upside is that we looked promising when we we're in mm. there in their red zone um but the the mistakes in our half melbourne capitalized with a long shift from scrum and the fox scores in the corner 
And that was probably the only time in the game where Reese Walsh looked um, mm. uh, exposed, I suppose you'll say. He was yep. he was caught on his heels. He was wrong-footed. And it wasn't a good look when the Fox just ran past him and he kind of just stood there. It, it definitely wasn't. I, rem- I remember saying to you on the night, I'm like, yeah, look, you at least want some sort of, at least an outstretched arm or a dive or something. I mean, yeah. we'll cut him a bit of slack because it's his first great debut, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like any other player, and you'd be like, "Geez, where's the where's the effort?" You'd kind yeah. of maybe be questioning yeah. that. Yeah. The fox gets a double. He he puts some great footwork on RTS oh, uh, to yeah. get past him on the outside. He had he had literally no room to move. Um, I know, and, and the view was even obscured by by like the crowd or something. And you're like, surely yeah. he doesn't get through here. Yeah. And then the crowd goes up. I'm like, how do you get through? I know, I know. <laughs> He had he had less room to work in than Ravalava did uh, the other week. Oh yeah, yeah, against um, Ken. Yeah, and that and that put the storm out to you know convincing forty two to ten leaders. Um, you know the, the game was done and dusted then. But to to the, the credit, the boys, you know that, that's it. Well, the game the game itself, the result was done and dusted. But what was really encouraging for me was the last ten minutes, uh, and it belonged to that man, Reese Walsh. So he got heavily involved there, uh, first and second receiver, and he, he a beautiful cutout pass to get to put Can over for his second try in the corner yep. there, and then a perfectly placed grubber um, into the corner again. Ken just gets there and dots down, and yep. first ever hat trick for Ken Mamala. I was I was a bit surprised at that. I thought that was I. Yeah, twenty nineteen. He had a, he had a big try scoring year, and I thought surely. He would have gotten a hat trick, but then I remember he got shafted off a hat trick against Newcastle that night when they remember when they ruled there was no downward pressure. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um, it was encouraging signs because I mean, in the past I've kind of been critical of when we fall behind in games or there's no chance of winning, we kind of, we tend to kind of throw in the throw a bundle and just sort of go, oh, let's just, let's just get through to the end of the game. But we we actually it was encouraging to see us try things and get yep. some late points and yep. show a bit of uh, resilience there, a bit of ticker. So uh, all in all, you know, storm way too good on the night, 42, 20 winners. But I mean, I think there is, there is um, some positives there, but. Um, oh, we'll get to absolutely. That. I mean, you know, one massive positive, that's the most points any team has scored against the storm mm. this year. And, you know, they've played Penrith, they've played South. Um, you know, Cody missed a couple of kicks. So we could have had a, I think could have been 24, but you're saying 24. that. 24. Munster missed a couple of kicks. Yeah, to so it could have been 50. Been 50. Um, Bellamy would be blowing up about those tries, though. I think so, I too, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, but, you know, I'm not making excuses for the nah, overall performance. Nah. But with so many changes, such a large injury toll, um, you know, I think we're we're up to 26 players now we've used of our 30-man squad. Um, it was always going to be a difficult yeah, to get the cohesion on the field. Um, but we were defensively, we were soft. There was some very soft tries scored. Yeah, in there's game. no, there's no way around that. There's no way to hide from that. No. Yeah, there was some some no. very soft tries, and that that is a big concern. Yeah, and our, our line speed was slow, uh, and we just failed to win the ruck. That was the the gist slow, of it. I mean, slow like, play the balls. And, yeah. yeah, looking at the stats after the game, our average play the ball was just over four seconds. Melbourne was um, just under three seconds. Mm. Um, we had 52% possession, which really surprised me. Our completion rate was good at 84%. Um, post-contact meters, 570 or 1325. So that was good. Hmm. But it's just, you know, our kick return meters, 
with Roger not at the back, we mm. only had 97 metres and kick return metres. Big, big drop, isn't it? Yeah. Massive drop. Massive yep. drop. Um, 30 missed tackles, nine errors. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, 30 missed tackles. Yeah, you can't go to Melbourne and, and have, you know, um, negative stats like that in regards to you play the ball speed and the errors and you miss tackles and... And that the ineffective tackles, not yeah. wrapping up the ball and allowing them to get that second phase roll on, and they didn't need a second invitation there, and that's where they carved us up as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and that's right. And you know, in other games this year, we've um, uh, we usually have the best away jersey in the NRL. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, absolutely. The the other thing that was telling was um, which I, I discussed with you, I think it might have been either on the Sunday or the Monday, was mm. um, we've we normally got seven to nine guys averaging or getting over 100 metres in our attack stats. Mm. This week we only had two. Roger 194, Ken 147. The, yeah. the, big, the big difference is when, when and nothing against Reese Walsh, I thought his game was outstanding. He was our man of the match. But we lost Roger's work at the back of the field. You know, mm. Roger continually gets over, you know, 250 metres playing fullback. He got 194 on the wing and Walsh only got 98, well, Walsh got 98 metres playing at fullback. And I think that was a, a big um, dent in our attack coming mm. out of our own half. And um, obviously, you know, Brownie's made amendments for that this week. Uh, but I, I'm, yep. I still think that part of the reason that Roger played wing and not fullback was because of that dislocated finger that he had before the game as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, and two two tacklers over 30, 32 for Oregon, Merch for 30, and everyone else was was low twenties, if anything. It was um yeah, it was a stats wise, it was a very when you look at the stats, you can see why we were beaten forty two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh who missed know. the most? I don't know who missed the most tackles, bro. Um I know Egan missed yeah, a couple. Yeah. Egan missed a couple. Yeah. Mm. Uh Cody missed a few as well. Mm. Um, the outcomes out of that game uh, was just the one pretty much with Curran facing two weeks on the sideline. He did go to the judiciary last night and had it downgraded, so he got away with a fine. So obviously free to play this week, which is great. Common sense prevailed there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's mate. great news. Um, Round yes. seven, what happened elsewhere? Well, we'll go back yeah, to Thursday night. Take a look, eh? We had a pretty... Yeah, we had a pretty good game out there at, uh, what is it, Pepper Stadium or whatever it's called now, the Penrith Penrith Park, as I always remember right, it as. It some bet stadium now, oh, Stadium. It's Points Bet Stadium, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a pretty good game between the, the Knights and the uh, Panthers. Yes, it was a pretty close contest. It was 10-6 at half time. Yeah. And um, so the Knights actually showed up for that one and some great scramble defense. And they, they stayed in the contest the whole way through pretty much. It was two late tries to the Panthers that, that put it beyond um, 18 points. So the final score was a little bit deceptive there. Uh, but, yeah, the, the the Panthers, I mean, well, there's not much more you can say about them. They're, they're looking so strong and they just keep rolling on. And special mention to Brian Toto, 337 run meters. Yeah, Massive. He's a tank. He's <laughs> low center of gravity and strong and tackle busting. and Yeah. Um, Friday night, first game, uh, South 40 over the Titans 30. Um, interesting game. It was really a game yeah, was, of yeah. two halves, really, wasn't it? Um, South came out wearing that blue jersey to honour the, the Royal Australian Air Force, which 
kind of very got confusing. Yeah, it was. It kind of got <laughs> lost, you know. I mean, you, you could see they had the big red uh, logo, yeah. white, and then the rabbit on the inside to, to match up to the Air Force logo. But um, uh, until it was explained to me, I had no idea why they were wearing a blue jersey. Uh, Against the Titans as well. Yeah, who I know. Wear that. I, was, I was so confused when I turned it on. Yeah. yeah I wish it... um, the yeah. first half was uh, a David Fafita demolition oh. with a, a first half hat trick. Um, Unstoppable, man. Yeah, that, that first try score was just remarkable. Um, he had about four South guys on him. and He had everything of... to do, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> guys are freak. But, um, old Dancing Wayne. Uh, oh, yeah. The old Groover. Yeah, yeah, the old Groover had some uh, words to say in the South dressing room and the South came out um, and Benji Benji Marshall wound back the clock. I was going to say, some old bloke came out and uh, put on a clinic, didn't he? Mate, so good to see. Um, that game, incidentally, that Wednesday played uh, on Friday night, equaled the most amount of games by a New Zealand-born player in the NRL. Mm, with massive. 131 equaled Adam Blair's record. So, yeah, uh, well done, Benj. Yeah, this week Benj uh, takes that mantle, that honour for himself, playing his 332nd. Um, yeah, and, and then uh, Fodawaka gave away two late penalties to deny the Titans any chance of coming back in that game. So, um, yeah, South still ticking along nicely, 40 to 30. Mm, yeah, defensive tussle there. <laughs> yeah. Friday, and then we went up to the, the top end. We went up to Darwin, where the Eels took their home game against the Broncos to Darwin. It was yep. pretty warm conditions up there by the look of uh, Jonathan Thurston's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, mate, not much more you can say except the Eels were just way too strong and the Broncos just continue to struggle. They are a bit of a basket case of a team at the moment. They just couldn't contain the Eels' left-hand side. Sevo had a night out with a hat-trick. Uh, the Broncos, geez, not much is working for them at the moment. No, no. <laughs> They're a basket case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we went to, was it Saturday? First game Saturday was the Bulldogs versus Sharks. Mm. Um, interesting game. Bulldogs won that game 18-12 over the Sharkies. Uh, congratulations to the congratulations Bulldogs. Congratulations to the get, Bulldogs. Off the mark, yeah. Yep. Um, it's the first time the Bulldogs had led a game since the seventh minute of round one when they led... <laughs> That game 4-0 before they got... Oh, 4-0. <laughs> it's the first time they've scored uh, double figures in the first half of a game since round 15 last season, which coincidentally was against us. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the Sharks bombed seven tries. And when I say bombed seven tries, they actually got over the line and either dropped the ball, didn't force it right, put a hand out. Um, yeah, it was they, amazing, they, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kept re- getting denied. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that, that Talakai hit on uh, Dury, Ooh, yeah. uh, which saw him put in the bin for 10, uh, was became the first time the 18th man got activated in the yeah. uh, NRL game. Um, and he's facing a lengthy time on the sideline, I think. But, yeah, uh, contact yeah. with the head there, yeah. Congratulations to the dogs uh, with a, a good win. I must say, Trent Barrett's face at the end of that game was like all us Warriors fans' faces after like a really close, close win. It's just Absolutely. like just relief that we got the job done. But yeah. but you see the outpouring of emotion; it meant a lot yeah. to him, and you're, you're good on him, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was another great game after that: Cowboys uh, versus the Raiders. So the Cowboys got away with a two-point win there up there in Townsville. Didn't always look like it was going to be that way. Uh, Rapana, Rapana, 
with the first half double. And Canberra went to a fairly big lead, 24-6. But a big second half comeback from the Cowboys. And they went on to score 20 unanswered points. And, um, yeah, the the Raiders sort of struggled to come up with with much – with points in that second half, um, which was which is a bit unusual for them because they're they're well known like attacking Arsenal. There, it's been a I think four of their seven games this season they've failed to score or only scored four or six points in the second half of the game. Mm. Um, so this season it's becoming a bit of a, a trend. Yeah, uh, it's not like them though, is it? I mean, they're usually um, all about the the attacking, free flowing football, but. Three wins, three wins on the row for the Cowboys. Now, it didn't seem that long ago that we were talking about them being a big, a big uh, basket case like the Bulldogs. Perfect timing, isn't it? As always, because guess who they play this week? And as much as we love Toddy Payton, <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, but it is great to see him um, a lot more upbeat and jovial and um, getting some wins. So we've both messaged Toddy this week. Luke. Yes, <laughs> we wish yeah. you luck. But not too much luck, Toddy. <laughs> we love you, Toddy, Toddy, but this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I should have shut my mouth at that Tigers game. They could have been going to Tamworth. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we could have at least got a forfeit. Yeah. yeah. Um, then uh, Anzac Day, we have the three games. Obviously, our game, which we've already discussed, was mm. uh, the last game of the day. The first game of the day uh, was... Manly 40 over the Tigers, six. Uh, that noise in the back. That says it all. <laughs> that, that's my uh, housemate, the great Juan, who is a, a Tiger supporter, crying in the corner, rocking back in the fetal position. Um, oh, it's, it's a tough life. Mate, um, Tigers with an early lead through a Luciano Lua try, yeah. and then it was all Manly after oh, that. Uh, Tommy yeah. Turbo... DCE put the Tigers to the sword and Manly, like the Cowboys, now three wins in a row. And, you know, who do we play after we play the Cowboys this week? Uh, We've got Manly next Manly week. Manly at Brookvale. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. I wish we weren't so generous in playing these teams back into form, hey? Oh, mate, you know, it's always been our way. Uh, we, we do what we can for the NRL. We've <laughs> <laughs> we give everyone a go. We got, yeah. Everyone's got to, feel, got to feel good at least once a year. So Exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of Anzac games, there's there's no more iconic Anzac Day game than the Roosters versus the Dragons. Yep. Um, always there on, on the Anzac Day afternoon. Always a classic match. No matter how how both teams are going, it always ends up being a really good game. Yeah. Um, Tedesco copped a bit of a hit from Jordan Pereira, and uh, that wasn't wasn't a great look either. And you kind of have to think if they gave Hetherington his marching orders last week, then this one I think was was actually worse and um, could easily have been a send-off. Yep. Um, and again, the 18th man activated, obviously, because he was put on um, put on report there. So, um, but yeah, young Sam Walker showed his class once again, and he is a real player. To, he's another player of the future, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Just on Jordan Pereira, was mm. he the guy at the Dragons game that said to us, go the Warriors? Yes, that was bizarre. I, yeah. walked, I walked past him and he just goes, go Warriors. Yeah. I was like, did he just say that to me? Yeah, and he's, so, he's in his Dragons gear signing autographs. So, yeah, it was right. kind of a weird one, wasn't it? We, we both did a double take. It was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jordan, <laughs> closet, closet Warriors fan there? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, there's a couple of questions coming up on here. Uh 
One's asking about Ricky resting Big Puppy uh, from Jay Harris uh, over the next few rounds. We're going to discuss a bit of that in our set of six coming up. And also one about Sean Johnson um, being offered back to the Warriors. We're going to discuss that now in our set of six. Who, and our who first was that? Sean uh, Johnson, apparently. Oh, okay. um, oh, right, our right. first discussion point is um, play recruitment. Now, um, particularly around the halfbacks. So, so uh, it's been noted this week that the Cowboys have picked up Tom Dearden to partner Chow Tens, Chow, Chad Townsend, who was signed last week uh, at the Cowboys from 2022, um, which I guess you have to say now, like with their half set uh, and their fullback set, uh, Valentine Holmes, what happens to uh, Scott Drinkwater? He seems mm. to be the, the guy who's going to miss out at the Cowboys now. So is he on the market? Unless um, he's happy to play utility role up there. Yeah, something like that. Um the Tigers have secured Jackson Hastings on a two-year deal. Uh, Brent mm. Naden signed with the Bulldogs. And Burton has assured uh, Trent Barrett that he's not going to backflip and he'll be at the Bulldogs next year. He's not going to root off it, no. <laughs> but obviously, it's a Haas merry-go-round is, is going to be interesting because yeah, uh, we're exactly. hearing Reynolds is yeah. now being discussed with a three-year contract at Cronulla. Mm, big money, um, yeah. Word came out the other day from Craig Fitzgibbon uh, that his dream... Halves partnership at the Sharks next year when he takes over the coaching role will be Reynolds at halfback, Sean Johnson at 5'8". Mm. Now, Johnson wants a two-year deal uh, at, uh, at 1.6 mil, um, but the Cronulla are only paid, prepared to offer him a one-year deal for 400k. Uh, mm. he's, Bit of a snag there. Yeah, he's, he's putting himself on the open market. There are reports that um, his manager offered him back to the Warriors this week and the Warriors had a bit of a powwow about it and it was denied. We actually got wind of that conversation back in February mm. uh, where his manager, and I don't know if it's been twice they've um, kind of thrown Johnson at the Warriors or whether it's just the same story just rehashed, coming around again. A couple, yeah. yeah, rehashed a couple months later. But the story that we heard was that um, his manager offered him back to the Warriors and the Warriors... Um, uh, what would you call them? A senior player group um, basically the, said the thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, and before we came on air, Rob and I were talking about that. And, you know, I mean, Roger, Ken, Fuss, uh, Petahiku, Jazz, Torhu, and there was one other that we were mm. talking about. Uh, 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 the only, well, there's only eight guys that would have played with Sean at the, the Warriors. So yeah. the other guys that are there really would never have played with him. Uh, their loyalty is not to him. And um, yeah, I, yeah. So it's just interesting to hear that that story's come up again. Um, so where Johnson ends up, I don't know. I've I've got a funny feeling that uh, he'll end up at the Broncos. Uh, I, I do too. That 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 has been there's been a bit of smoke around about that one. I think I think he I think he'd go right there to the Broncos. Be I, I think he'll be able to command more money going to the Broncos. Yeah, bigger uh, market. Yeah. yeah. But the other one, too, is that, uh, Mitch Moses is off contract. Um, Parramatta are looking to lock him up, but he's been linked to the Broncos as well. And then you've got Luke Brooks at the Tigers as well. Um, what happens to him now that they've bought Jackson Hastings? Because the stories mm. in the media are saying that Jackson Hastings has been bought as a lock forward. Um, they've got Adam Dewey at 5'8". Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Jackson Hastings is a lock forward. Uh, no, I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah interesting one, that. Yeah, so that, that player recruitment merry-go-round is a, a funny one. Um, yeah, that's the other one. Uh, Dally Cherry Evans, there's whispers about him. Yes, I did hear that on 360 the other night. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. 
yeah. free up some of Manly's salary cap. Uh, they they may go for that. So um, it's a good time to be a half, I think, in the well, NRL at the moment. Because yeah. there's a lot of clubs looking. Um, and in, in saying that too, like with South offloading Reynolds, are, are they looking to bring Blake Taft through uh, into their halfback role? Or are they looking to purchase another halfback mm. on the open market that's younger than half. what Reynolds is? Because Reynolds is, what, 30? Yeah, yeah, he'd be, you don't, he'd only be just thirty. Yeah. yeah, okay. I would say, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, some interesting things coming out of um, player recruitment at the moment. Most yeah, probably. well, on to point number two: under fire coaches. Who would want to be a coach in the NRL? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Madge Maguire is the coach under the most pressure at the moment. Um, obviously, there at the Tigers, and there's constant speculation. Uh, about, you know, especially after the weekend's result that, you know, his, his position is up for review and he could be sacked as early as this week and this, this constant media speculation. The club comes out and says, no, no, we have... Uh, Madge has the full backing of the board and then when you hear that kind of thing, you're like, oh, well, when's the press conference going to be then? Because <laughs> when they start saying that kind of thing, it's... Is it his you know, roster yet or is he still cleaning up the mess that Ivan Cleary left? I, yeah, that was a, that was another a valid point that was made during the week as well. Um, Ivan Cleary is obviously responsible for some of these players on big money there yeah. that are chewing up a lot of that salary cap and aren't really getting much game time, like your Packers and buys. Um, who's the other one? Uh, the other one was Reynolds, but they... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Reynolds, yeah. And then and before that, Madalino as well. These guys yeah. were all there on big money and um, probably not the greatest um, off purchases by the club but but again he's madge himself is not responsible for these purchases and he's he's he can only work with what he's got um they're but, heading down our path they've had five coaches yeah in nine years. i know it's I, I was i heard that and i thought yeah you're trying to you're trying to challenge our uh <laughs> mantle is the coach killers but um <laughs> but the new the new coaches as well in the in the nrl so uh, up until a few weeks ago toddy payton was under was under Pressure, a fair yep. bit of scrutiny as well. Yep. And it, it probably only take another couple of losses before Nathan Brown is uh, cops the same treatment as well. And, and yep. Trent Barrett, I mean, obviously the win takes a lot of pressure off, but these guys are all in their first year of at a new club. And the, as we've said before, these guys have to be given time. They have to be given time to assemble their own roster, put their stamp on the team and their, their style of play to introduce that into the team and, you can't just like after a couple of losses just say, "Oh, let's get rid of this guy." No, that's right. Yeah, uh, and sorry, Kevy Walters as well. I mean, again, another another new coach. But I know up here in Brisbane, like the Broncos faithful, the media are savage with anything to do with the Broncos. They do not tolerate losing up here, and unfortunately, they've done well, a lot Kevy of that lately. Yeah, chopping and changing his halves every week is is a is a bit of a concern. Yeah, um, it is. is there's no, no settled, no settled half sparing. Is the is the chopping of Bearden purely based on the fact that he signed with the, the Cowboys, so they're just going to play him in reserve grade all year now? Yeah, uh, you'd have to think there's a bit of that there. They're, they're kind of known to do that. Remember they did it to Justin Hodges years ago when he signed yep. with Roosters and they put him in reserve grade for the rest of the year? Yep. Um, look, I, I think so. And uh, Milford gets a reprieve this week. So interesting to see how he goes after a couple of weeks in uh, Q Cup. Yeah, he's there with um, Tyson Gamble, yes, former Tyson former, Tiger, former Tiger. Tigers player. Yeah, yep. yeah, he played um, 
think he played one game for the Tigers. He played two games for the Broncos last year, maybe, or one game for the Broncos last uh, year. Ah, yeah, yeah, he might have done, yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Roberts is saying, Ivan, like Bennett, did big money back-end deals. Um, they screwed That's the it, yeah, Tigers the for Madge and the Knights for Brownie. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. Yeah, Bennett left the, the, <laughs> the Knights in that awful shambles. But that, that Knights squad that's now kicking goals for Adam O'Brien is basically what Nathan Brown built. So Yeah, he got them firmly entrenched in there, didn't he? Yeah. He did. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've got Seabold firmly entrenched. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, yeah, point three. Um, and we, we have discussed this before, but it, it's it's just a reoccurring thing now. The the distinct gap between, you know, it was the big six, but the but I think now the big six has become the big five, which is Penrith, South Melbourne, Parramatta, and the Roosters. Mm. Canberra have definitely fallen out, fallen out of that big six collective now. Based on the last few weeks, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of different stories going around at Canberra. Um, they're saying, you know, Papali, um, yeah, Josh Papali is such a big unit that he's not. Um, uh, adjusting to the speed of the game now, yeah. uh, playing in the middle of the field. Getting um, found out a little bit. Yeah, he's yeah. playing reduced minutes. Um, mm. The minutes he is on the field, he's not that effective. He's getting very tired because of the six agains and, mm. and what have you. Um, and the same they could say, they were saying about uh, Tamalola at the beginning of the year, but I mean, yep. you know, what, he's only played two games, it's hard to say. But those five teams, Penrith, South Melbourne, Para and the Roosters, those teams are consistently good every week. Yeah, regardless of injuries, regardless of the personnel changes, mm. um, it just proves that they have well-balanced rosters. Their recruitment is working because even the guys that come up that are no-name players um, perform. You know, they, Sam. They Hall, know their roles. They yeah. know how they fit into the side almost immediately. Absolutely. Like yeah. the Roosters were, were scraping the barrel for their fourth and fifth choice hookers, and those guys coming into the side that um, uh, young uh, Lusick and then um, Ben Marshke. Those guys came into the side and they looked like, you know, seasoned first graders. They, they knew their role. They didn't overplay their hand. Um, similar to how Reese Walsh played for us on the weekend. You know, mm. it's, a rare, it's a rare talent to be so young to be able to come into an organisation. And Melbourne do it the best. Um, it oh, yeah, they, they sure do. They can get anyone in, into their system and they know they come into that team and they know exactly what they have to do, where they have to be. Absolutely. Completely know their role. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it comes down to, you know, the, uh, obviously, the communication, the, the fit within that roster, uh, the recruit, it shows that their recruitment is working. Um, yeah. For us, you look at us this year, we've used 26 or 27 players yeah. of our top 30 already, and it's only we're coming into round eight. Um, we've had a mixed bag of results, but Warriors of previous seasons go back to maybe not, not last year because last year was a... Uh, strange situation yeah. where we had players go home. Um, we had to use loan players and that. But you think about the 2019 Warriors. If we were playing players 26, 27, 28 on our roster religiously in first grade, yep. uh, we would have been getting smashed every week. Oh, so yeah. I think our recruitment has gone well. Uh, we just need a little bit of time for our boys just to, to come together, to work together. Yeah, they a bit had, more cohesion. Yeah, yeah they haven't mm. had much time together. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I hope that answers your question on Josh Papali, Jay. Um, yeah, I, I, Ricky's just said that he's not handling the pace of the game at the moment. Uh, mm. And Michael Luck even said it last night, didn't he, when we were talking to him. He yep. said, you know, there's got to be a place for the big man in the game. Mm. This yeah, yeah, rolling up the middle. Eliminating yeah. that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. 
Well, point number four, let's talk bunker and bunker decisions. So Josh Curran, obviously, sin binning had a massive impact on our game. Obviously, 6-4 yep. at the time of that. And, and, and Melbourne went on to score a couple of tries and sort of blow that game wide open. Also, the Talakai and the Pereira uh, hits, they, they probably should have been sent off, not sin bins. Um, yeah. And, Compared and play, to yeah, yeah, exactly. That they were way. <laughs> you can't even you can't even compare them. Like these these were like like shots to the head, like clear shots to the head. Um. And again, like the players know how to, how to exploit the system, so they just lay down, they cop a hit, it goes to the bunker, and they get a chance to have a look at it, and it gets penalised. And you know, it's 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 having just big just big impact on the result it can have a big impact on the result like it did with our game um the timing of it the and then if you got an 18th man that can be activated from that as well that's a big advantage to the other team yep so there's a lot of things at play there um but the the way that the bunker has the ability to come in and affect the result like that yeah it's um it's we discussed it the other week too, where mm. you know the bunker coming in and, and making decisions on on other things in the game, uh, but choosing not to come in at, at other points in the game to make decisions. You know, yeah, it's, it's they come at some points, but the, 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 there's other more crucial areas of the game that, that they could probably advise on as well. Yeah, uh, just a couple of things. How can Brisbane's players be so unconvincing in defence at NRL level? How is it possible to get to that level and be so turnstile-like in defence? Well, the problem is that they were never like that. And it, mm. it comes down to a couple of things. It comes down to a lack of confidence uh, in yourself, a lack of confidence in the guy next to you. Um, so if, if you don't have confidence in the guy next to you making that tackle uh, and you're playing an, like an up and in defence, then the outside man's always following the inside man in and, and that's where you're leaving uh, gaps in your defensive line. Yeah, you lose, you lose faith in your defender. Yeah. yeah your outside defender. Um, and Mark Roberts says, have you noticed that it's mainly ones from the Q Cup that perform better off the mark? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the Q Cup guys coming through, yeah, perform so much better than the guys coming out of the New South Wales Cup um, reserve grade thing. And I, you've got to attribute it to the fact that uh, that Q Cup's obviously a harder competition to play in. Uh, mm. I, I really don't know. I haven't seen a lot of Q Cup footy living in Sydney. But uh, Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is on um, KO and Foxtel every now and then. I've watched a couple of games. But, yeah, it's, it's always a fairly high standard. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the next point um, is one that's pretty new is this discussion of the proposed 18 team mm. two conference uh, competition moving forward. Now, NRL 360 tonight, Peter Volandi's basically said it's just an idea at the moment, and all the stuff that's being reported in the media um, as make up the conferences and all that kind of stuff is hasn't even been discussed. So that's just uh, at this stage media beat up. But mm. um, everyone's saying that the two conferences being Sydney conference and the outer Sydney or regional conference, whatever, everyone else yeah, is, is the most sensible makeup. But for me, uh, I don't know if it is because from a selfish perspective, as a warrior supporter that lives in Sydney, it means I get limited amounts of times to see my team play. Mm. Um, and when I do get to watch them play, I'm going to have to travel to, Canberra or Newcastle. Melbourne or Newcastle or Queensland. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the travel versus no travel. So those Sydney teams will not have to travel uh, pretty much most of the season. Um, 
And when they do play the other nine teams in that second conference, four or five of those games are going to be home games anyway for them. Yeah. Not away games. So they don't have to worry about travel, uh, the impacts of travel, the costs of travel, accommodation, all that uh, kind of stuff. Paul Kent raised a good point tonight too. Um, if you have this two conference thing, it, it diminishes the product on television because if I go for the Warriors, well then, and, and we're in the regional co- uh, conference, well then I'm more invested in the results in the regional conference. Yeah. So when the Sydney teams are playing, yeah, I love footy. So, you know, I watch them, but it, it's not, you know, there's not people that are like that. There's people that will think, well, that's not my conference. It has no bearing on how my team finishes at the end of the season until semi-final time. So I'm not going to watch it. And then with, with a diminished... Almost like having two comps, kind of. Pretty much so, yeah. Like 97, ARL and the Super League. and Yep. So I don't know... Uh, well, it would include a second Brisbane team and a second, and New, Zealand. A second New Zealand team. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, second Brisbane team is a no-brainer. Not sure about a second New Zealand team. No, um, I I still maintain that Perth is a much better option to explore again, re-explore. Yep. Yeah, Mark mm. Roberts says Gouldy don't like it. He wants to bring back the lower grades first and foremost. I I think um, for the amount of money we pay to go and watch a game of footy, you should get two or three games to be mm. able to watch. Now, um, we went to the. Sharks, not the Sharks, the Dragons, Dragons Warriors, Warriors game yeah. the other day. So tickets to that were about thirty bucks for an adult, which is you know standard price. And we got one game of footy the week. Yeah, before I mean that, they opened up about an hour before kickoff. Yeah, open up yeah. an hour before kickoff, and they give you one game of footy. Yeah. The week before that, Carlos and I went to uh, Leichhardt Oval to watch the Tigers play the Cowboys, and we got four games of footy. We got the, mm. the Tigers women's game. We got the Tigers versus Bulldogs jersey flag game. We got Tigers, well, West Suburbs Magpies in the reserve grade, and then we got the first grade for the same amount of money as uh, you know the ticket to um, Congress. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that the NRL have to look at. Um, but for me, like, there's nothing like going and watching a live game of footy. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's, yeah, it's getting to the point now where it's not becoming uh, financially viable for for a lot of people and families to get to a game of footy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. It does add up very quickly as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sixth and final point for this week is probably going to be, uh, we, 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 t- we touched on it before, but the Anzac round and how well the NRL does with the Anzac round, probably better than any other sport. And just the respect that, of the round, that the round is given. And, yep. you know, the, the, obviously we, we talked before about the iconic matchups that we have on the day with the Roosters and the Dragons and then now us against the Storm. And But it's great to see it um, across all, all games that round. Um, yeah. The jerseys too. That the, the jerseys, the yes. Um, and, you know, we, we've been, you know, this is probably the better of the Warriors jerseys. Yeah, it definitely is. is. That That's that's the Anzac jersey for the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, from 2019, isn't it? Yeah, 2019, um, yep. Yeah, but, um, you know, this year, there was we were the only club that didn't put out an Anzac jersey. Mm. Uh, reasons for that is because we're, you know, no longer going with Canterbury, so, you know, you would just probably assume that that was probably another product. Why. Mm. But, um, yeah, the NRL will do it so much better. Uh, every game they have the last post and, mm. you know, it's uh, 
the crowds really respond to that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of respect given, which is great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, okay, set of six, mate. Round out oh, preview. So, um, yeah, this week, Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys coming off three successive wins. Yes, indeed. They are, they are bringing some form to uh, Central Coast Stadium. Yep, they are. And they're our old mm-hmm. mate, Toddy P. You got the team list there, mate? I do. We've got Roger Tua, Vazashek at fullback, Fusatua and Mamalo on the wings. Interesting to see how Fus goes as he was a late uh, exclusion last weekend. But Adam, great to see Adam Pompey back in there. And Rocco Berry gets another run at centre. So Pom- Pompey and Berry at the centres. Reese Walsh was the big one when the team was named. And we look at where's, where's you and I discussed it on, uh, we got to play in the halves after yep. that, that, fought, that second half there. So Reese Walsh and Cody Nikarima. Uh, named in the halves. Front row of J- Jermaine Tanoa Brown, Wade Egan, and Kane Evans gets a starting gig again. Yep. Uh, Joshy Curran, great to see him beat that charge and get another go. He's been in good form with Ben Murdoch, Ben Murdoch Masilla, and Tohu Harris at lock. On the bench, we've got Jazz, Bunty, Leeson, Armow, and Bailey Sirinan are the named reserves. And then the extended bench being Jack Murchie, Sean O'Sullivan, Tom Ale, and Tanaela Otokolo. Yes. Um, yeah, good side, mate. I, I was um, I was impressed, yeah, with the team that he named. I'm happy to see uh, Pompey back from injury. So am I. He, he, was, he was looking great against the Dragons before he got injured. Yeah, mm. Montoya out with a knee injury. Um, uh, who else is... Oh, is um, Eli Katoa still playing Q-Cup at the moment? Sure, that's a good question. Um, no, he's uh, Eli Katoa up at Q Cup at the moment, still playing for Redcliffe with a couple of the other boys, Pride, Patterson, Rivada. Um, there's a few other boys up there uh, playing in that Q Cup. Are you looking it up now? I'm looking it up now. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed with the team selection. I'm excited to see Reese Reese Walsh in the six. I think he oh, did yeah. enough at the back end of that game to to show what he can bring to our halves. Um, one thing we've been so critical exciting. of, yeah. <laughs> One thing we've been critical of is our halves not running the ball, mm. um, and we haven't had a half that's kind of taken control and taken direction of the team, especially down the other end of the field. We keep going for those crash plays close to the line, but Reese Walsh uh, brought another dimension yeah. of attack uh, to our squad. He just looked um, dangerous. He just looked dangerous every time he touched the ball. He beat yeah. the first man. He just looks elusive and fast, and he just looks dangerous, and it's so exciting. So something we haven't had for a while in the halves there, not since uh, since old mate, you know. I'm I'm hoping that um, Brownie doesn't get him set on one side of the field. I hope Brownie lets him uh, rove on either side of the field, mm. um, like a true uh, half from you know the the nineties. Uh, yes. RTS back at fullback, which is which is a good move, obviously. Um, but Cody. Cody now has to take that mantle of being the the halfback and directing our t- team around the field. He's, he's got to be that that man for us this weekend. Mm. Yes, no, he does definitely. Um, Did you find Eli Katoa? I, I, I couldn't. I can't find the teams. <laughs> I'm still looking. So I brought up and I was like, I was looking at the women's teams. So. Ah, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Let me see what, Where is it? I've got everything at my fingertips, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to know whether where he is at the moment, uh, young Elley, because um, he did he he did start the season quite slowly. He did, yeah. 
I've got the teams, mate. Okay, yeah. Who are we? Dolphins. Doing better than me. Yeah. No, nah, it's got women's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I got as well. I got the women's yeah. team. I was like, I don't know any of these yeah. players. Oh, it's into the women's. No. We'll find it. We'll find it. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Totally agree. Cody needs to find his voice and start controlling the game more. Absolutely, he does, bro. He's, um, you know, <clears throat> he's... This is his time to to put his credentials forward. Mm. Uh, as someone mentioned earlier, there is a bit of a rumour that he may be heading back to Brisbane for family yeah. reasons. Uh, he does as an option in his favour. But if he if he fails to um, to take control of the team mm. uh, this week and next week, round ten we've got CHT back. That's uh, right, and he'll 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 jump straight in. And how exciting will it be to have? CHT and Reese Walsh playing in those halves. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's just you just get excited at the prospect of it, and um, I, I kind of I kind of had a bit of a thought with this Reese Walsh coming in and asserting himself in his first game. Kind of reminds me of 2011 season where Sean Johnson came in midway through the season and replaced Brett Seymour. Yep. And then he just came in and he grabbed the ball by the horns and he, he just played that exciting brand of football. I was just like, wouldn't it be great if something like that, a history repeated here and Reese Walsh just comes in and just turns our season around and it's an yeah. exciting, attacking, exciting brand of footy. That'd just be awesome. Did you did you see um did you see footage after the game on the weekend where um Jermaine Maney uh, finally got to play in front of his family down in Melbourne for the first time. And uh, they did a haka for him uh, down at Melbourne. And then Reese Walsh's family as well did a haka for him on his debut. Yeah, right. Which, yeah. Uh, it's on the Warriors website. Uh, go and have a look if you can. It's, um, yeah, spine-tingling believe... stuff, very heartwarming. Yeah, that, that's, it's all, always awesome to see that. Um, and, and both those both those guys are, are half, uh, half Indigenous, half Maori, I believe. So, Correct. yeah. Correct. So... Uh, be interesting to know who Reese Walsh has pledged his international allegiance to. Whether he's yeah, he's, he played Australian schoolboys, yeah, and played for Queensland. Benji, Benji played Australian schoolboys, mate. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them played Australian schoolboys. Who um, knows? I'd love to see him in the Queensland jersey, though. <laughs> oh, I'd just rather see him in the black jersey. <laughs> what if Reese Walsh plays really well at six for the next few games? Will Brownie keep him there uh, next year and bring him a fullback in like Senko? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Brownie had a press conference this week and he basically spoke about, um, you know, Reese was good, uh, but there were some areas of his game as a fullback uh, that mm. he needs to, to work on. So uh, still think, developing, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of that is his defensive uh, position on the field. Um, and the <coughs> things of a fullback is to... Uh, direct your, your team <laughs> mark in defence. Uh, let guys know where the holes are, call names, mm. that kind of thing. Uh, I know Reese has been playing in the halves up in the Queensland Cup, uh, and he really looked like a natural half uh, the did, other night. He? When he, yeah. yeah, didn't miss a beat. Um, so yeah, who knows? I mean, if he if he makes that six jersey his own, and, and it might be hard to move him from that position, uh, yeah, maybe they do look at, at bringing a fullback in. I don't, I don't know if C and K. No, nah, I don't. I don't think we'll be getting him back in a hurry. No. CNK is uh, he's committed to yeah. Canberra. I know his kids 
are back in, in New Zealand, but I think him and his partner have split and she yeah. moved home to be with her family. I, I think he's with another chick now. I'm not real sure, but um, yeah, I don't know if C and K. I, <coughs> I maybe maybe towards the end of his career he might come back, but at the moment yeah. I think I heard him say he's, he's going to stay pretty loyal to the Raiders because they're the ones who gave him the shot. So yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we're looking at a you know a Matt Dufty or a Drinkwater or, or mm. something like that. But, just just um, whoever's you know, on the market. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's give the young kid you know a couple of games to to work his, himself in, and you know um, not put. We won't put so much pressure on him. I mean, he's an exciting prospect. But we've so got to play, he's played eighty minutes of first That's grade right. football. That's right. Yeah. Old, so you know, just calm um, down. Calm down. Yeah. There's going to be some mistakes in his. In his game, uh, no, it's not a Corona, mate. It's a bottle of water. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Corona is in coughing. No, I don't know. <laughs> not uh, me. I, I probably might have sneezed. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Uh, so the round, what are we up to? Round eight. Round eight, it is. Yes. Round eight preview. Uh, Thursday night, we got the Raiders and the Rabbits. Uh, the Raiders, welcome back. Uh, Bailey Simonson on the wing. Sebastian Chris moves to the centres to replace Jared Croker, who's injured and with a shoulder injury. Should be out for two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, as we spoke before, big Josh Papali'i dropped from the 21 altogether. He's given a week off. Um, Tarpany back in their 17. Rabbits continue that um, <clears throat> their team list from last week with Walker at fullback, Benji at six. Uh, the way the Raiders have been going lately, uh, I'm going to tip the Rabbits... Uh, 13 plus. Yeah, I, I I think the Rabbitohs will be too strong. Uh, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be uh, Rabbitohs one to twelve though. I think um, the Raiders will. Ricky would have uh, got stuck into them, so I think I expect a bit of a better showing from them. But I think the Rabbitohs will be too strong. Yeah, one of, one of the things I was talking about with the Raiders too is um, so last year they didn't have Josh Hodgson. And George, it was George Williams' first year at the club. And George Williams and Jack White really combined well and, and ran that team around mm. the park. And then jo Josh Hodgson comes back this year and it, it's kind of like the three of them are getting in each other's way. Yeah. And they're saying that Hodgson's injured, um, but there's speculation that he's not. He's just being rested, which is why Starling's in the side, just to yeah. see if that improves their... Um, their yeah, their, yeah, yeah, their cohesion. What have you. Uh, didn't work last week. Yeah. Um, here we uh, go. Beach, our Sydney will show up. We've got this. Yeah, Millie Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> our Raider supporter. <laughs> I hope they do for you, Millie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first game on the Friday: uh, Storm versus Sharks. So Papenhausen's still a still out, and uh, Nico Hines is retained there at fullback. Remus Smith to the wing, and Tom Eisenhut to the centres for our old mate George Jennings, who's out with yep. the um, that head knock. Nelson or Sofa Solomona out. So that's a big out from their side. <laughs> Always a one. And interestingly, Will Chambers will be making his debut for the Sharks against his old team. Yes. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yes. And no one a sledger in there. So it'll be interesting to see, see what happens there. Um, yeah. The Sharks also, Wade Graham and Aiden Tolman are back. So Graham's obviously yep. a big inclusion there with his um, creativity and everything. So. Well, He's coming back from his third HIA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, one to watch. 
Um, I, I yeah, Storm are going to be too strong for this one. Sharks are struggling. Uh, yeah, Storm thirteen plus for mine. Yep, Storm thirteen plus for mine as well. And the next game, the main game, the Channel Nine TV game on Friday night, the Broncos versus Broncos. Um, Kevy's sacked his halves again, as we discussed. Uh, so Milf, the Milf's back with uh, Tyson Gamble coming into the halfback spot. Yeah. Not many changes for the um, for the uh, Titans, but um, Paddy Herbert's out, which forces uh, Sammy to the senders, and our old mate the Donster. He's back from board short shopping. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the longest footy shorts in the history of rugby league. And that includes yeah. the days when, when Tony Priddle used to wear those torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, so the Donster's back out there on the wing. Uh, I think the Titans will be too strong for the Bronx and I'm going to pick them Titans 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I expect a much better showing from the Broncos. Again, I keep saying this every week though, but they never seem to get that much stronger, but this is a home game, and they'll be fired up against the uh, against the local rivals. I, I think it's Titans, yeah, one to twelve. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think. But the um, the TPJ David Fafita matchup is going to be a, a good one to watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that that'll be an awesome uh, awesome clash out there. But jeez, yeah. oh, Fafita, mate. Oh no. Yeah. So we got on Saturday, uh, the first game on the Saturday. Panthers versus Manly. This will be an interesting game, I think. Um, obviously, with Manly uh, returning to form, Tommy Turbo back there. Yep. No changes to the Panthers again, and they will no doubt roll on. And Manly, no changes as well. Yep. Um, but it's really hard to go past Penrith at the moment. They are just such a strong team all across the park. Uh, I think it'll be close, but yeah, I, I'm going to go Penrith 1-12. to yeah, I, I'm the same. I've picked Penrith 1-12, to but I wouldn't be surprised to see Manly get them. Uh, they're, they're due for a loss. Penrith yeah. are due for a loss, and Manly might just be the team that could, could come and get them. Yep. Although uh, it, is a, it is a home game for Penrith. But, yeah, so. that's right. They play, yeah, they're, they're a different, different team up there. But, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all class at the moment, and it's hard to tip against them. So, yeah, Penrith 1-12. to uh, The next yeah. game... Uh, the um, the all-conquering Bulldogs play the, the Eels. Um, Trent Barrett showed faith in the boys from last week. So hey, you, do, you don't break up a winning combination, mate. No, no. So there's no changes to that uh, Bulldog side. Um, the Eels, um, our mate, why did we let him go? Why Isaiah, did we let him go? Isaiah Papali'i has retained his spot in the starting lineup, even and with so the return of Ryan Patterson. So he yep. should. He has been unbelievable, the Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the Eels will be far too strong for the Bulldogs, and I tip the Eels 13+. plus. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, Eels, Eels are in some good form at the moment. Some great performances the last few weeks. So, yeah, Eels 13+, plus definitely. Yep. Knights and Roosters. Knights, no changes. Roosters have named Tedesco, but he'll have to pass his HIA. Uh, so he'll have probably up until later in the week to do so. Sam Verrills is back from injury. He adds a lot to that team as well. Um, yeah, he does. Knights, a fairly good showing last week, but I feel the Roosters will be too strong in this one. Um, I, don't, I think it'll be fairly close, but I can see the Roosters getting by about eight, eight to 10 points. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've picked the Roosters one to 12. Mm. That one. Uh, 
I think they'll win, but I think it'll be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, first game on Sunday is Warriors versus the Cowboys up at Central Coast Stadium. I'll be up there. Uh, as we said before, Pompey named it centre for, uh, for the injured Marcelo Montoya. Walsh back to 5'8", Tohu Harris back into the squad. The big in for the Cowboys is Jason Tamalolo makes his return, um, named in the 13. Mm. Uh, I'm keeping my faith with the boys. I, I think we have a really balanced side across the park this week, yes. and I'm going to pick the Warriors. I think it'll be close, uh, but Warriors 1-12. to 12. Yeah, just on the Taumalolo thing as well, in the corresponding fixture last year at Central Coast Stadium, we actually kept Taumalolo very quiet and we kept yes. him to his to his lowest meterage, uh, I think, for the whole season. And that was yep. the key to shutting them down. So, yeah, again, it'll be uh, basically how we handle Taumalolo on the day. And I we agree. Can, we've yeah. shown we can do it this year. We did it to, uh, for feeder in that For feeder in round one, yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. So, yeah, really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a lot closer than than people think um yeah i can see us just getting the job done there yeah to round out the round dragons versus tigers so we've got max fagai on the wing for the dragons ben hunt is back at halfback that's a big inclusion for them he's, yep. he's recovered from his broken leg yep tigers have brought back bj leilua Oh, well, all this, all this. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> all their prayers have been answered. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Juan. Um, I just... Uh, <laughs> I think, I think this, will be, this will be close. And, I mean, the Tigers will, will be much improved. Dragons, I think, might just have the edge. Ben Hunt, ben Hunt oh. is a big inclusion. If the Tigers team that played Newcastle turn up to play... Uh, the Tigers will get this game. Or but the, against the Rabbitohs as or well. Or the Rabbitohs as well. Yeah. But if it's the Tigers that uh, turned up last week against Manly uh, or um, played that first half against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, then the Dragons will get it easily. So I'm, I'm torn. Um, and as much as I'd like to say Tigers 1-12, to 12, I think it'll be Dragons 1-12. to 12. <laughs> and I'll be sleeping with my door locked and one eye open. <laughs> uh, um, possibly offside on the Cowboys try. What say you guys? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, I thought it was a offside, but uh, unfortunately, if the foot is on the ground, does it, does it matter if it's in the air or on the ground? Like, what's the official ruling on that? I've got the book here. I can look it up. But it'll <laughs> take me some time to find it. I'll find. I'll find the official rule. The uh, the NRL history of the officiating of rugby league, chapter yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Melbourne Storm players must be in the bunker. Yeah. Cameron yeah. Smith must be treated <laughs> as a separate entity. <laughs> chapter two, yeah. Locker Roach must commentate Warriors game. <laughs> chapter three, he'll he'll Henry be Manara and Matt Checken. Yeah. <laughs> as referees only one arm works yeah. <laughs> mate blocker roach is firmly entrenched in the commentary box whenever we oh. play <laughs> he must ask for it or i mean there's there's online petitions everywhere about getting rid of him and yeah he must ask for it he must ask can i please he has him? improved to be to be fair to him he's not as bad as he was he used to absolutely slate us yeah, and um, he, he he commented again on Sunday night, obviously, and he had a few he had a few decent things to say about us, saying we had a dig in the second half, as normally he doesn't. Normally, he just gives it to us. So, yeah, uh, 
Yeah. Well, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt, I'll see his presence at uh, <laughs> at Central Coast on the weekend. Yeah. Um, speaking of the weekend, uh, this Sunday, the second of May, uh, is the big Mount Smart pitch party for all the uh, Vodafone Warriors supporters in New Zealand. Um, Get on board. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the club website. You can go to our Facebook page. Um, get your tickets from Mosh Ticks. Uh, I think they're only uh, they're cheap. I think they're only ten dollars a ticket. Um, and you can go and and sit on the hallowed turf that Hello is turf. Mount Smart yep. Stadium, uh, and watch the uh, watch the game on the big screen. Uh, yeah, we know so, we know where Michael Luck would rather be. Remember, he said it himself last night. Yeah, that's his happy place. That's his happy place. <laughs> Uh, Sunday afternoon in the middle of Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah, on a cold, wet, windy, rainy afternoon. Well, I hope it's not cold, wet and rainy tomorrow. No, no, hopefully not for you guys. Yeah, Yeah, I hope hope it's decent weather. um, And it'd be great if if this is a a massive success and uh, they can continue doing something like this until until the boys get home for for Mm. some home games. Probably Uh, the next best thing, get everyone together out on the field at the stadium, give a bit of a... For the Aussie-based fans, or in particular the Sydney-based fans, uh, Cowboys Central Coast Stadium, obviously there's still tickets available. Uh, you can jump on uh, Ticketek and get your tickets. Um, the Ticketek code for Warriors Supporters Bay is V for Victor, W for, v for Vodafone, W for Warrior, Member 2021. And the bays are Bay 6, 7 and 8. Um so we've got the game at uh, Central Coast Stadium this weekend. Also round 11 against the Tigers at Central Coast Stadium. Those tickets are available. Uh, six o'clock game. Uh, the round nine Manly at Lotto Land. I haven't seen tickets released yet. Uh, once they do, we'll let everyone know. And of course, Magic Round, round 10. Magic uh, Round, yes. Um, that going to be? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, also, too, if you happen to be at the games, uh, come up and see me. Um and I'll, I'll have uh, Warriors posters, the uh, same posters that are behind um, old mate there, uh, Rob. Uh, won't be these big ones that the club sent me out this week, but I haven't got too many of them. But I've got a stack of the, uh, the smaller team posters, so I'll be giving them out. Um, so, yeah, just come up, say hello, uh, grab some posters off me. Uh, and don't forget, uh, you can jump on Warrior Nation page. Mm. Uh, they're doing the buses to Central Coast. There's still tickets available for this weekend's game. $50, I think it is, gets you a seat on the bus and a ticket to the game. Uh, extra $15 and you can get yourself a hungy, uh, which they'll have beforehand. I think they're meeting at Holroyd at about 11 o'clock. So uh, as our old coach would say, get on the bus. Yeah, get keen. <laughs> get, get keen. keen. <laughs> yeah. uh, Millie Robinson, as an outsider's perspective, I've been watching your games over the past few weeks. I think that blocker has been balanced and fair while calling your games and there's been complimentary when appropriate, you might think differently being Warriors fans, but, and I can't say the rest of the thing, I think he's been fair to you guys recently. Yeah, yeah, he has. Uh, he's, he's just annoying. Uh, yeah, he's, he's calmed he's, down a little bit. He's like the captain <laughs> obvious of uh, commentators. You know, it's like, you know, if the Warriors are going to win here, they're going to need to get points. You know, they're like, going to need to score more points than the opposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. He's a... <laughs> he's hard to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah, likewise at, at Magic Round for you Queensland fans, I've had a few few of you guys approach me as well for posters. So yeah, definitely come and see us. We're both going to be there at Magic Round, so we'll yep. be giving out. We're gonna those posters there. We're gonna try and work out a, a meeting spot because the Warriors is the first game on the Sunday at Magic yep. Round. 
So uh, before time, we'll, we'll let everyone know where we're going to be. We're going to meet up uh, somewhere mm. beforehand, um, you know, have a bit of a get together, a hello. Um, we can all, you know, head across to the stadium together. Uh, yeah, I'm looking definitely. forward to it. Haven't been to Suncorp yet. Uh, so that'll be a bucket list thing for me. For going to Suncorp yeah. and attending Magic Round. So really looking forward to it. Yes, indeed. Don't forget, you can still get your Aussie fan pass, $35 as well. Yep. That gets you all the all the benefits of a membership there as well. Uh, ticket ac- Early ticket access, discount tickets, discounts on merchandise, cor- uh, correspondence from the club, emails, that kind of thing. So make sure you get in there and support the club that way. Yep. And we have, uh, don't forget our show is also on other platforms. So don't forget we've got the YouTube channel and all the other podcast streams as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what am I missing? Instagram. Instagram, that's right. Uh, Google Podcast. Uh, Google. We're Radio everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so we're everywhere. Ruin Hammer's everywhere. You can find us absolutely everywhere. If it's social and it's media, we're there. That's it. Internet sensations. <laughs> <laughs> self-proclaimed <laughs> exactly. uh, thanks everyone for joining us again tonight uh, you know we love discussing our team and, and the NRL and love you guys joining in the conversation yeah, it's great uh, we always appreciate it guys thanks yeah um, don't forget a uh, couple of weeks we've got uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita uh, coming on the show for a bit of a chat uh, but before that we've yes we've yeah, managed we to announce secure... we've got uh who have we got coming on, mate? We've got legendary Warriors centre Clinton Torpy yep. coming on on May 19. So really excited to have a chat with him. Yeah, that'll be great. So that's the, the Wednesday night after Magic Round. Uh, we'll have so that'll be, that'll be the Wednesday night. So we'll do our review show on the Tuesday. Night. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so look for that one. Uh, thanks, Jay. Glad that you uh, joined in. Thanks, TK. Thanks for joining in. Um, I hope everything goes well uh, at the pitch party this weekend, yeah. bro. I can't wait to see some some photos that you post Thanks up on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, it's always great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, thank you, everyone. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. That's and, uh, it. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you, bud. See ya. Mm-hmm.